live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. But surely, I'm sure this will build. A lot of people sitting at home. People not, uh, unfortunately, not out. Uh, Got to get up early for work. A lot of people. Yes, um, they do. Unfortunate. Um, I just hit record, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick, Patrick, and I. Patrick is on Facebook Live. Says something went wrong on his end, but we are here, uh, just chopping it up. Uh, trying to bring as much content as possible this week, as everyone has so much downtime. Did something go wrong on my end? It says something went wrong. But that's right. We are still recording, but we are on Facebook Live for all of our Facebook Live fans. But we still are recording the episode. Um, right. Can everybody on Facebook on Facebook uh, hear Jeffrey talk? Jeff, go ahead and talk a little hey, bit. Hey, how we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Jeffrey Wilson stuffing my face with a little pie. How you doing, Amy? Good to see you. Amy K. Larson in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm still wearing my broken reading glasses. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that. <laughs> One arm in it. Other arms out on the counter, out in the kitchen. I'll duct tape that son of a gun on if I have to. Man, I used to do that for years as a kid. I used to just go through so many pairs of glasses. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I look like one of the Hanson brothers. Yeah. Or Slapshot. <laughs> I'm not hip with that reference. You you don't know the movie Slapshot? Mm-mm. Dude, the Hanson brothers. Oh, dear God. People. Oh, God. I know. How did I... How did you and I get along this long without you me knowing that you have never seen Slapshot? Is that like a Bad News Bear era type movie? It is a semi-pro hockey team that Paul Newman coaches. Mm. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. Wow. So anyway, let's talk about what's going on, buddy. Hey, are you uh, are you expecting your uh, government your government checks soon? Yeah, I mean, I, all those people who said Trump wasn't his president, please, I'll, I'll take those checks if you don't mind, but... Uh... Well, yeah. there's also a lot of Trump Trump fans that'll take those checks and accept socialism, won't they? Yeah, oddly enough. Isn't that strange how that worked yeah, out? Is. Everybody's doing a vice versa, flip flip job on us, aren't hey, they? Versa, visa. As we've said, man, versa. reality is completely inverted, but that's all right. I mean, it's not all right. It's um, for it's me personally. Right. Don't take the check. Don't take the check. Well, it's it's just uh, what's happening. I want to see you tear it up. On, I want to see you tear it up in the next episode. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <clears throat> hey man, you know it's not going to be worth anything anyway. Everybody's going to get a check. My, the U.S. dollar is going to be worth nothing. See, that's what I find so odd. They they pump whatever a couple trillion in, give it to the bankers. They bottom everything out so they can go in and buy everything up for freaking nothing, and then you know basically bring the dollar power buying power of the dollar down to nothing and then they know oh, we'll give you guys a thousand bucks after we plummet everything sure here take it yeah well and on a bigger scale you know people don't realize that we're going to go from capitalism to communism real easily here when uh when um, you know the the fed is holding rates artificially low they bail out the uh the corporations the corporations are able to build up some steam and buy back their stock yes and the only way that happens is uh, government bailouts is, is if the government gets to control those corporations, just like the Obama administration did with uh, Chrysler and, uh, and GM. Do you see the car companies closed down today? 
All three, the big three, yeah. Shut down, shut down uh, production. So, uh, look, they had to do that anyway. Carmageddon was coming. There was a, there was an overstock, a big time overstock of vehicles, especially used vehicles, tons of them. Yeah, nobody was buying them. So, this is, I think it's, I think it's planned. It's all planned. Uh, they're using this, this virus, whether it was accident, whether it was actually from, you know, a meat market in East China, or if it was lab created, it doesn't matter right now. Mm-mm. Um, they're using this as cover for a complete financial reset. So, <clears throat> well, and there's going to be a social reset too. I mean, because what we're going to see here in the coming weeks, as people lose money and their bellies get empty. Um, as we said in previous transmissions, look at how people are behaving and their bellies are full. Wait till uh, they're not. Right, right, yeah. So what I would say is this. Um, I mean, paying attention to people like Peter Schiff, who called the 2008 collapse, his his tweets today were, were uh, ominous, to say the least. Yeah, and he called the 08 stuff, too. So I mean, he's definitely someone to want to pay attention to. And the interesting thing is, is when I saw him live on CNN with two other economists, when he was calling that 2008 collapse, he was being laughed at by those guys. And we've talked about that before, but those those economists have never been seen again. Uh, and Schiff is, Schiff is uh, kicking ass in the gold and silver market and doing his thing. But his, 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 his comments were very ominous. I mean, he's... He's spelling it out that that the uh, the derivatives bubble. I mean, it's up to 1.5 quadrillion dollars, which is I think four, four or five times the entire global economy or GDP. Yeah. Um, it's, it's and Monday. Uh, Monday um, we have on uh, Joseph P. Farrell, Oxford scholar, to break it all down because he has great videos on Giza Death Star. You can follow him. He's going to be on Monday again. Uh, he's been talking about this for a very, very long time. And, and Champ, we've talked about this many times. We have friends, families, loved ones that when we try to freaking sound the horn of Gundor, when we try to say the bridge is out, all they can do is fucking floor it to the bridge that is out. I get it, man. People honestly can't fathom oftentimes how bad it can get. And I'm not saying like I'm cooler or smarter or whatever, but I'm just a fan of history. And when you see the patterns play out, it doesn't seem so oh, this is just a one-off. When you see it play out and when you see people plan for things like this, like Event 201 or just, you know, all of this, this restructuring, we're going to have James Corbin on Sunday to talk about and reiterate how we talked about how this is a reset. And we're going to also talk about how they're going to use this um, in addition to climate change to facilitate the reset. It's deep, man. This is this is in the tune. I mean, this is a full, full-on reset. And honestly, I've said before, China, China is the beta test, ladies and gentlemen, of where, of where we're going. When Alex Jones talked about your dishwasher listening to you, of course he wasn't physically saying it's audibly listening to you. It's tracking your information, your energy consumption. So when cash goes away, and we move away from cash, and we move away to more single drawing rights or, or carbon credits, if you will, they're going to be seeing how much energy you consume. How much does it take to be you credit-wise? And that's how much you're going to have to live on. And they're going to have social credit. Take pictures of you jaywalking and you lose social credit. And then you can't get on planes. You can't get on buses. This is what's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The technocracy. China, China, is, the proving, China is the proving ground for all of that. It has been the beta test for a long time. And I'm telling right. you, that's what's next. Facial well, recognition, the, the whole I mean, nine. As you mentioned, the U.S.-Canadian border is already shut down. Um, you know, we've talked about, we've talked about 
the bubble. We've talked about Deutsche Bank, Wells Fargo, all of them, for a long time now have been uh, circling the drain. And, uh, you know, people laughing at us, whatever. You know, we've gotten to the point where when I say a final uh, a financial collapse is coming, it's already here. I mean, the, the yeah. stock market went from 29000 down to 19000 um, and it's going to continue to fall from what Schiff, Schiff believes it's going to go all the way to 10000 That, to even think about it, going to 100 or, or to 10000 10, is... Uh, and, of course, you, you'll, of course, you'll hear people... Stuff. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is, man. And you'll hear people say how... The, the up and down of the stock market isn't necessarily the best barometer to gauge an economy, but it's definitely one of them. But when you look at the stock market plummet and you look at what's going on in all of our markets from from local to national to federal to international with these companies shutting down, ladies and right. gentlemen, help me understand it. How can this not be the collapse that has been foreseen for a very long time? How can this not be a big, huge reset? In a few weeks, dude, and that really freaked me out last night how bad this is going to get. And I don't say that from a dire standpoint or I want it to be that way. Right. This is well, and a, lot of, a lot of people don't understand, um, you know, the derivatives bubble. They don't understand derivatives. <clears throat> and that's basically, that's like a giant casino on, uh, on futures, on, on uh, any, any product, basically, known to man. Um, you know, I, I, I shift, uh, you know, the, 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 the note, or the, the loans to you, um, one of us owes more percentage points than the other. Uh, one will always be beholden, and they keep doing that um, sort of shell game. And it's it's um, it's grown to be again 1.5 quadrillion dollars, which is four times the entire global. Which economy. will never ever 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 be paid back. But again, right. the- so when that when that bursts, um, which is burst most likely i mean there's almost no way around it right now um it's it's really it's hard to imagine we there's no economist that's ever been in this there's nobody alive that's ever seen anything like this This is unprecedented Uh, this is the uh, the biggest uh potential financial collapse ever in the history of mankind and it is it is well even even just the financial stuff could create all the stuff we're going to see but they have a financial collapse on top of a global pandemic again how can this not go really fucking bad the camouflage jacket on the financial collapse is the pandemic oh can i tell a story real fast that's the fatigues bro that we were that's the new name for the (laughs) for the coronavirus we're going to call it the fatigues i'll save my story no it's a good idea i I just you know i um now we've we've already done what two trillion in bailouts in the last week, another one to two trillion coming. Yeah, uh, the U.S. dollar is going to be worthless, basically. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm not gonna say who it was. I'm just gonna say a good friend who's a politician that I spoke to today. I spoke to a couple of people that are in the know, and he called me. I didn't call him. Yeah. Um, because we had talked a few days ago, and we promised to tell each other if we got pretty solid information. Yes. And. Uh, he called me today and and said uh, basically he was in conference calls and, and different different meetings today uh, with other politicians and some other folks financial folks and and his exact words are within 72 hours this thing takes a a, a grave turn um, and that's that's a little alarming and then we're getting other information from. 
other folks that uh, uh, National Guard's being, being moved Well, around. and we, after you sent me that and you called me, as I've said, you know, doing this show, we it get matched, all this. It matched what the politician told me. It matched fucking exactly. It matched what the politician told 72 me. 72 hours. That we're looking at, yeah, within 72 hours that uh, the Stafford <clears throat> Act will be, and they've already they've already enacted some of it, but the full-blown Stafford Act is basically martial law. Well, um, and then we have Trump. So, he said in his uh, briefing today that he will be having a briefing tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock Central Time, and we'll be discussing FEMA. So, and then I saw today, just before we went on, that two Congress people, I don't know if they're men or women, tested positive. So, again, how can, how can this hammer not drop? Well, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Look, um, if this becomes what we think it is, and it's already started the downward spiral, if this becomes what we think it is in terms of the financial collapse disguised as a pandemic, yeah. um, you know, that, that kills a lot more people than a, than a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of people. Um, look, you think that we can go without restaurants and the hotels and the bars and business and automakers and all these different businesses um, being closed for an extended period of time is already costing billions and billions and billions of dollars. Well, and, and, and we know how much of a proportion of our society is service-based. I mean, it's, yeah, no, it can't stay closed for very long. I mean, I, yeah. So, um, you know, and, and the, the bullshit going on on mainstream media, I don't care, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of them, um, the idiots are, are doing a great job of, mm-hmm. of pulling the wool over, over the citizens' eyes. You know, they're, they're, the president's doing a press conference, and, and just, just like they're supposed to, um, you know, criticizing the president for calling it the, the, the China virus, the Chinese virus, and they're, you know— saying that you know that's that's you know racist and this and that look um it it, it all that is is a diversion all, all all it is is a diversion doesn't matter whether it came from china or it came from a lab whatever um you know the chinese are saying that that the u.s military are responsible for it and deposited the virus in in china which look we know about our 25 bioweapons labs we we don't know exactly who did this yeah and we don't we, we, we don't know for sure. We don't, so nobody can say anything. But like you said earlier, it's almost irrelevant at this point with what we're dealing with. We do know that a Harvard professor and a couple other folks were arrested for working uh, with Chinese on on some of the uh, agents that, that 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 are you know we're talking about viruses. So right. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, going to be an interesting spring and summer. And someone people even saying today, and I don't fucking doubt it. Just considering how the Timelines being pushed and pushed. What are, what are the odds that they cancel the twenty twenty election? Oh, buddy, martial law will do that, won't it? I mean, it, easily, easily. Think 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 people will riot for that one. I mean, there's no stopping. I mean, I mean the rioting's going to be civil unrest, is what I like to call it. Riots is usually like they're pissed about one thing or another. But there's so many reasons why people are going to be losing their shit. Here coming up. And again, I, I would implore everyone, not that we know everything, but we've talked about it many of times. Go check out on a many of uh, YouTube videos, Agenda 21. Definitely worth looking into because that's this has an Agenda 30 now, right? Well, yeah. Well, there's there's several different variations, but, you know, f- from your from your Rex 84 plan to your King Alfred plan to, you know, these these uh, COGs, continuity of government that could lead to 
any number of the things that we're going to be seeing here in the next few weeks, um, which then brings in whatever they, however they want to call it, world government, whatever the hell it is. But it's just, it just doesn't end good. And as we've talked many times also, you know, when I say that the, the virus would kill tens of thousands, maybe more, um, but by shutting everything down and, and, and uh, allowing the economy to, to implode, kills a lot more potentially, potentially, most likely. And we also know what follows financial collapse, usually. War. Well, have um, you also heard in Los Angeles and even here in St. Louis how they're, because of quote-unquote overcrowding, they're letting out criminals? Yeah, somebody was just talking about that uh, the other day, said that there were a couple of, uh, couple of inmates just uh, right across the river uh, they've been hanging out at a gas station on a street corner for a while, like all day long. Guys that got let out of uh, let out of jail. That sounds like what was that? Uh, the one with Bane, the Batman movie with Bane, where he goes in and lets out uh, lets out all the criminals, dude. I was born in the dark. This is this is some unprecedented trippy stuff, is what this is. On on so many levels, it's unprecedented, bro. From like all the sports yeah. stuff closing to the economic stuff to this pandemic. I mean, it's just so many different levels. And I I don't mean to sound corny about it, but I think I said this yesterday. Remember, remember life pre nine eleven? How relatively normal it was, and then it went freaking shitbag nuts. That's nine eleven is nothing compared to what we're about to see. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be. So the will the, will the professional sports leagues will they ask for bailouts? We already know the airlines are asking for almost sixty billion in bailouts. Well, aren't they getting on with this insurance? Are shutting down now. They're going to ask for bailouts. There's nobody to bail them out. Well, I thought I thought with all of these companies, they're, the companies get insurance while the while the employees essentially just take it in the old sphincter. Either way, either way, it's no, no bueno. There's, there, there's no money left, and that's what I'm telling you. There's bread and circus of like, yeah, everything's collapsing, but we're gonna give you a G. We're gonna give you a nice G bar. Sweet. Under normal circumstances, that'd be awesome. But we're moving into that Weimar Republic type shit. Where give me a few thousand dollars. What's it gonna buy me? A thimble. I mean, the thing ain't gonna, the dollars ain't gonna be worth shit here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but for anybody that's just joining us, um, conversation with a uh, politician <clears throat> that I had earlier today. He called me and um, let me know that things within seventy two hours are going to take a grave turn. So, uh, for you folks out there that have not gotten to the grocery store and purchased uh, a lot of canned goods and. I mean, I went the other day uh, just to buy more, and all 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 the soup was gone. Most of the canned goods, period, were gone. Um, I went back today to different stores looking for toilet paper and, and paper towels, um, just because um, we know how. I mean, look, I'll use a wash rag and and wash it twice. I don't care, whatever. Um, I've got kids though, and a wife that you know, be nice for them to have toilet paper. Um, but I will tell you that those shelves were the whole back end of the store uh, where the, where the toilet paper and uh, paper towels were all of all the stores were, were cleaned out. So that stuff is gone, but I will tell you the most important part um, is stocking up on canned goods, pasta, stuff that stuff that's not perishable. And also my Patriot supply. Uh, if you go to our website, you can click on that. It is back ordered, but it will get to you when your other <clears throat> shit runs out. Yeah, preparewiththefarm.com is our unique URL, or you can go to theconspiracyfarm.com and click on the icon. And yeah, I spoke with um, I spoke with the guys over at uh, My Patriot Supply the other day, 
and just you know thank them for all they're doing because he he said it's been insane since january he's like their volume has increased like over 100 percent. so again you know i know that sounds off-putting to see like oh man it's gonna be six eight weeks before i get it but believe me this will be going on six to eight weeks from now so and that stuff lasts 25 years i mean that's not going anywhere again it's one of the you got fire insurance you got car insurance oh it tastes wonderful it's just better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it man and it's high calorie you know you don't have to eat a ton to get a lot of calories it's delicious man it's not like i mean you're not knocking military mres but it is beyond military mres this stuff is delicious well, I, I think that our, our veteran friends in the <clears throat> military would probably um, probably uh, be vocal about the taste of MREs after having been out in the field and yeah. had to eat them so much, you know. But um, you no. Know, um, what do you? I hey, mean, let's is, get let's get let's get long, consensus. How long are the airlines going to? Yeah, run, dude. You know, not long. There's there's people on vacation, spring break everywhere. Right. Let's get some consensus from some of our listeners. What do you guys think? Is this? I lost Jeff here for a second. See if I can get him back. Jeff, you back? I'm. I see you, bro. I hear you on our okay. thing, but we're, I'm not doing the Facebook. Okay. But you guys, let me know or Pat know. What do you guys think? How is this going to turn out? Is this going to be fine here in a couple weeks? Maybe just some bumps in the road for a few weeks, six, eight weeks. Do you, Do you see? Hey, you guys have any questions? Uh, anything that you're seeing around the country? Uh, let us know. Because something I'm noticing, bro, and it's, Will you know. Will city water be working? I, uh, well, yeah, I, I would hope so, be. Wes. I would hope so, Wes. You're a, hell, Wes, you're a veteran. You're, you were a gunship pilot, brother. You're a damn hero. Um, you got that water five, working, point, right? five point earthquake in um, Utah today. Their water's not working out because of the power losses. That's horrible fucking timing. Right. And, um, God hates Mormons, dude. Um, the fighter Josh, uh, Doggone it. Um, I, I have to pull it up on my phone. Josh Berkman uh, said, uh, who was it lost his trumpet the the uh, on the top of the church? Miles Davis? On the Mormon church. Oh. Uh, the angel that's that's got the trumpet. Oh, Jabriel. Gabriel. I believe he lost his trumpet during the earthquake. And Berkman's pointing out, he's going, that's a little prophetic. <laughs> Seven trumpets sounding, the mark of the beast. Oh, yeah, that is what revelations, right? Yeah, got to, got to, got to, got to get a vaccine if you want to come back to work or go back to school. Buddy. Ooh, that's another one, champ. That's another one, everyone. Gotta All right, get a vaccine for this if you want to go back to work. Yeah. Well, what about it, parents? What about it? Are you guys down for the vaccine? And this is the other part. Ravens, truckers are planning twenty four seven workloads. Nice. This is this is what fear based trauma trauma based and fear based conditioning does, Thanks, dude. Sonny. Scare the shit out of people, and then they'll fucking accept anything. What? Um, In order to stay alive, I have to make out with Hillary Clinton? Fuck yes, dude. Let's do it. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, there's a, there's a gentleman who owns the taco bar in Davenport, Iowa, for any of you people that work in the food industry uh, from the Quad Cities, if there's anybody watching. He is cooking food. He's serving people who are on, only people in the food industry. I was going to go over just to say hi to the guy. He's, he, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's just wanting to treat his fellow folks in the food <clears throat> and service industry Good to, for you. Uh, awesome. to free meals and stuff. Um, so the taco taco bar in Davenport, Iowa, um, I've not been there before, but I'm going to drive over there tomorrow just to, just to say hi to him and shake his hand. I um, will come over there tonight and I will be the guy in the head to toe white Tyvek suit. So hook a brother up. 
<laughs> oh, Jack, what's up? Sound like Darth Vader. Mando Saldivar, oh. blessings from Cambodia. How you doing, buddy? Mando Saldivar. Uh, Tony Benavides, where are these arrests? Make them public. I, Jeffrey's going to tell you that's hope porn, brother. Ain't no fucking arrest, dude. They did it with uh, Weinstein's not really arrested. Uh, Tom Hanks got, arre- uh, got what, arrested in Australia with his wife. They arrested Oprah the other day. I'm like, come John on. John Groves, uh, this is kind of important here. John Groves saying, 72 uh, hour grave turn with a question mark. <clears throat> what happened to George Pardo's podcast and having the Neanderthal gene for immunity? This isn't about, John, this isn't about the. Uh, this isn't about the financial uh, collapse that the virus is being used to to camouflage, dude. Um, this is this is bigger than a virus that's going to kill uh, some folks and make some folks sick. This is uh, well. I mean, to, to, bigger, if he uh, didn't mind me addressing that part, I mean, George is awesome. He's obviously not a stupid gentleman, and so I never any of our conversations with we have with anybody. I don't necessarily take it as gospel. It's just always good to get different perspectives. Just. Uh, just informed perspectives. And so if I disagree with it, I'm not going to necessarily put him on blast and say I disagree, but, you know, George right. George kind of vacillated and has, through his studies, kind of changed his opinion of this not being man-made and <clears throat> what we're seeing as far as the response is warranted. He's entitled to that opinion, man. He's not a fucking CIA agent or anything. He just changed his opinion. I'm with that. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, it, that's the cool thing, and that's why I told him last night it was when we had him on, you know, he's he doesn't have his opinion or his opinion doesn't have him. You know, he has an opinion and he's willing through the evidence to, you know, see more things. Do I agree with it? hundred percent. No, I think this is an asymmetrical war, uh, utilizing bioweapons. And when I say asymmetrical, not just bioweapons, we're looking at economic war. Um, read the book from John Perkins, diary of an economic hitman, how you can go right. in and implode a company or a country through their economics. A lot going on, man, a lot fucking going on. And let me tell you what, what's really pissing me off. And I think it's really the mark of the beast coming over the hill is Tom Brady is now playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Shut up, Pardos. You sound like you, sh- you sound like George Pardo. Chavello in the building. The voice. <laughs> Michael Chavello, buddy. How's things down there in Australia, man? Hope things are good. Hey, Chavello, if you are listening right now, your little dance party with Jean-Claude Van Damme went viral. And I saw it on a couple of very, very big podcasts. So keep up uh, the dance fever with my man, uh, with uh, Jean-Claude. It was weird because the music was playing that he was dancing to, but the moves didn't quite match. So I thought he might have had an earbuds and was listening to like, his own song because he was uh, he was kind of rhythmless nation going on. But it looks like everybody was having fun. Yeah, it sounded like there was a big crowd there for Michael and, and Jean-Claude. Dude, Michael's so awesome. We got to get him back on, dude. I need, I need more Michael Chevello in my life. Seriously, that dude is... He just got them vibes, man. He just reeks brainiac. Getting panicky down here, Michael says. Someone sent me a message like, you guys sent Tom Hanks down here and got us got us sick. Someone from Australia, one of our fans in Australia was bitching at us because we, we Westerners over here sent over that bloke, Tom Hanks. Jim Leonard, I've always said that 80% of gun owners will give up their Second Amendment with zero fight. I, I, I have to argue with that. I mean, there's going to be That's certainly great. some people who are going to be afraid and hand over their guns. I'm certainly uh, not going to because I already lost them all in a boat accident. But the main thing is uh, most people are going to, I think, hold on to their guns. And there's a lot of people even – I mean, I've talked to three or four people who have never owned guns in their lives, and they're shopping for them right now. What if so, it's not even the guns they're coming after, bro? That's why I said a little bit ago, ladies and gentlemen. Well, are you they, guys, hold on, wait, wait. Are they, is everybody okay with this mandatory vaccine that's going to come out here in a minute, giving it to your kids? 
Are you going to line up and take it like nobody's business because we're so scared and we just want this to end? Are we going to kind of recognize this could be a Trojan horse, a wolf in sheep's clothing, whatever the fuck you want to call it? Something bigger than... Well, they're, they're talking about, you know, on CNN, I tell you what, man, I have to watch mainstream media, and I know you do too, just to see what kind of bullshit they're trying to sell us. But, you know, they're talking uh, a real vaccine being up to a year out, 18 months out, and potentially, you know, this this sort of lockdown lasting until they get a vaccine. I said, how the, how the fuck are you going to do that? Um, you, you can't do that. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Billions Bill. Millions of people will die in the meantime. So you've completely defeated <clears throat> the purpose. But the, that's the, the, the whole object of this Agenda 21 Um and Georgia Guidestones and everything else that we've talked about in the past mm-hmm. um, is about, you know, Bill Gates and his father's dream of uh, <laughs> eugenics and thinning the herd down to uh, half half uh, half a billion people on the planet. Total. I thought it was half a million. I thought it was really low. No, oh, no, five hundred million. Yeah, that's. Oh, I thought you said billion. Yeah, no, but today, today, uh, Bill Gates released the news that. The, the virus, a, a virus for first responders and medical officials will be available sooner than they thought. Because a vaccine? Uh, what did I say? I'm sorry. A virus. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, a vaccine. The Freudian slip there. <laughs> He's already provided the virus. Christy Bowerstock, yes. Um, I have heard about the potential internet and social media shutdown. Certainly, if, if Jeffrey and I keep talking like this, they're going to shut our ass down. They've done it already numerous times, so... I just got back on Facebook today. I was kicked off for three days again uh, for posting fake news. So, well, let me tell you something. Something they they are realizing, obviously, for months and years, is the power of the podcast, the new media, and how all, this alternative media is changing shit. But I just saw the other day, like everyone's now getting a web camera, like everyone's starting their own pod. You know what I mean? Everyone's just kind of absorbing content, which is cool. And I'm glad we're able to. Um, with our audience that we've carved out over these years, be able to come to everybody and uh, have these fireside chats. All right. Joni Abbott. Hi, Joni. She said vaccine just underwent some human, and I do remember seeing that, uh, just underwent some human trials um, out west. People rolled up their sleeves for $1,100. The guy giving the injection was wearing a mask, <laughs> gloves, and goggles. Can't be good. No, it's not good, Joni. Who would want to be a freaking and, crash uh, test dummy for that? My God. Hey, Hey, uh, lab rat Jimmy, come here. <laughs> okay, come here. Are we going to see a mass migration to other states? I wouldn't doubt it. If if uh, people are people are going to be running to the flyover states. Well, right? and it sounds like the lockdown from a military standpoint, and I could be wrong, is going to be regional first. It's not going to be a full full. They're not going to go to necessarily Sioux City, Iowa. It'll be more larger metropolitan states where obviously there's more cases. So I think it's going to kind of start incrementally, and then they'll kind of spread out as necessary. But it'll yeah. be like when the guard was here during uh, Ferguson and all that. Other, I mean, I live literally about 30 miles from Ferguson, and there were Humvees and stuff at my grocery store like half a block away. So, I mean, I was it, – it can happen. <clears throat> Cole Carrera, 345 mafiosos arrested in Italy, seven high priests removed from the Vatican, Uzbek prince arrested, princess arrested today. Vaccine has been getting tested in the military for at least one week. Well, I think we brought that up last night. I mean, you know, that I don't think this is a cover for that because that could just be a raid on 345 mafiosos. That's not unheard of. It's awesome. Yeah, and, well, here's the thing, though. That going on and then also the Mexican drug cartel over, I think, 200 and we'll just say 250, 250 uh, drug cartel uh, m- members were arrested here in the United States. 
Um, I will say, when you talk about the Catholic priest and everything else, that the Catholic priest here in Davenport, Iowa, I won't say his name right now, but he is uh, he is on the staff at uh, a local university, and he is uh, he is being charged um, for crimes against children. And uh, so, look, man, um, this this stuff may very well be taking place. This. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's, it's it's the reason it's happening. There's but. no. I mean, it might be a spoke on the wheel, but there's no way they would call, they would do to this to the global economy. I, I, in my opinion, I don't know shit. But well, unless look, awful unless extreme. The reset, unless unless the reset involves killing the Federal Reserve and bringing back a gold backed <clears throat> currency, um, I don't. I don't uh, necessarily believe that there are that many white hats in government that are going to do it. Um, or within the, the banking sector. Uh, well, and another we, thing of teasing all this out, like, you know, the mafiosos, which is probably legit, and all those other arrests, then you hear the shit about Weinstein, then you hear the shit about Tom Hanks and Oprah. Just it, That's what's that the byproduct of kind of this asymmetrical stuff. We're just so busy reacting, you know, wondering, you know, it's almost, it's about as irrelevant to talk about who dropped the rock in the pond that created all these ripples. You know what I mean? Let's talk about the ripples and how big that's going to be as a, who, who might, who dropped that stone in the pond to create the ripples. Yes. Let's have that conversation. Definitely. But at this point, right, right. we're in freaking, this is survival mode, bro. Seriously. Like you said, this is unprecedented. Well, it, uh, it certainly is. And as I said before, everything, uh, as far as economic downturns of this magnitude, <clears throat> which has it ever one, happened? Is, is this, well, this, this one, this one's, probably going to be bigger than than all of them but i pray it's not i pray that we recover i pray that something's going on that that helps us recover but but it honestly very promising yeah, right now but, yeah. but everything everything in history tells us that that what follows all of this stuff is is war unfortunately so well and you know they say it's always always darkest before the dawn and you know i don't i don't mind a a little bit of a, a reset because that's kind of what has to happen sometimes you know we talk about ancient civilizations there's been these cataclysms that have seen civilizations rise and fall because of them but when it's engineered like this that's what's bothersome because like you said it's just the eugenics genesis in my opinion i mean this, they don't care about bodying millions of us they never have interesting uh here mike mike matley I heard that several states have told highway maintenance employees that they must stay within borders in case they need to shut down the roads. Waterworks employees told they can't leave, can't leave the country, or must go in 14-day quarantine without pay. Uh, who put the soap in the toothpaste? Good one, Ian. Jeez, man. Um, Tony Benavides, <clears throat> Doctor Shiva said. China cannot find patient zero. Yeah, I saw that. Whom we all think was the first. But that's know. why I was so troubled. Not troubled, but I was weird up by George saying it was man or not man made. Because I thought I thought he thought he said through a genetic marker or the mitochondria that was the telltale sign, which that sounds like that was some science. You know, some science was applied to come up with that. So to like reverse that, like oh no, there was I don't know, just was weird. Well, he yeah he kind of he kind of waffled back and forth a little bit on that, but. Um, because look, it's morphing and it's becoming uh, deadly to people that you know potentially have more than the Neanderthal gene, right? We know that. Um, 
Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, because the Neanderthal gene has to be all over Europe, and they're getting they're getting. I mean, yeah, what four hundred deaths? Scientists and virologists are saying that that it it is it is changing. Um, it, yeah. it's becoming more dangerous for younger people. Um, so it's it's there's so much information being thrown out. Exactly. It's hard to keep up with it all. Like the whole, um, this is Christina, 10 times, 10 uh, bigger times. than the Great Depression. I don't know. Nobody knows, but it's, it's, uh, it looks Well, big. somebody knows. I mean, there's, a, there's a way to kind of equate and, and make up for, you know, inflation since whatever the depression was. I mean, it's, there's a, there's a way to compare the two. I'm just not smart enough to do it. Because I think then they didn't have those stopgap measures like they do now. Like whatever they said, the blown servers or blown circuit. What you heard how they like blew out. The, the electricity or whatever, like twice or three times here in the last few weeks. There, I mean, that something stops when it starts trading so low, it stops. Whereas back then, it just fell, free fall. Right, 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 right. Um, how long did China keep this under wraps, dude? Well, dude, between one and two months. Months. When was that? When you were sick? For one to two months. When was that? When you were sick? When I you... was sick in January. I was m- myself, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll go back to that because thank you for reminding me. I did a show in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We did. We stayed at the Route 66 casino, and I'm not blaming the casino. Um, I'm just saying saying that that's where our whole crew stayed uh, when we were doing the show. Um, a, a large number of people from our crew got very sick. Um, I I probably was as sick as as any of them. Um, my my lungs sounded like two bowls of soup for ten days. Um, I had violent shakes. I'm telling you, violent shakes for a couple of days down on the couch in my basement. Um, my couple of my my kids did get sick, but they fought it off really well. My wife got really really sick, not near as sick as I was, but she was she was sick. And the, and the thing is, is um, I do have um, uh, uh, an immune uh, system thing where I have uh, it's actually gone away a lot, but I have psoriasis, so. Um, that's an autoimmune thing, and people with autoimmune th- uh, situations are more vulnerable to to this apparently. And I I got very very sick. It was it was a rough one for me, um, but several of the guys got as sick as I did also. And then I got a uh, message from uh, Fighter's father, and said that they both got very very sick too, and uh, with with uh, upper respiratory infections. And I just saw a doctor had posted. And he said, let me guess, um, were any of you sick in December or January, November, December, or January, and you went to the went to the doctors and they tested you for the flu and it came back negative and they told you it was an upper respiratory, uh, a severe upper respiratory infection and you got some high-powered antibiotics for it, which is my case. Um, and uh, and he said, you had, you had the coronavirus. It was already here. Mm. And that's that just reconfirmed for me that I had that shit. So which is hard when a lot of these it. cases, man. There was a lot of people I've known were sick over these last few months. You, I mean, until this stuff came on, and it, but it's so it's hard to differentiate. Like, oh shit, this is flu season, so I just assumed it's flu, like most people. Till you go get tested for it. So like uh, Christina Kepi, I think just, this is like you just said, it's been around for a minute. Uh, yeah, Sean, uh, Shawnee James. I was so sick around the time this started in China. First sickness, my ever, uh, daughter too uh, Miss missed many. many months of school, respiratory flu-like. Yeah, you probably had it too. I know my wife has has the coronavirus during December, dry cough, flu-like symptoms. 
So again, that I was saying for weeks. I was That's saying the thing that this doctor said if it lasted for two weeks um, or longer. So this stuff has been running around, man. Yeah, and I'm it's and it's not killing people in the numbers they want it to. They don't want people to die. Like I said last night, once the host dies, then the virus dies with it. They just want it to spread. So like we said, to use it as cover for this larger shit that's about to drop. It's already dropped. Well, I mean, we, bro, come on. This is, this is, this isn't even fucking act one or chapter one. This is like, this is the acknowledgements and the intro. I mean, this is just the beginning of the beginning. And people like romanticizing this shit. Fucking Red Dawn, Wolverine's like, all right, motherfucker. Remember that. Hey, uh, Jackson Coyle. So the warm weather coming in the summer is not going to help. Jackson, I don't know, man. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a virologist. I'm not a, I'm not an expert in this stuff. I, I just know, um, in reading the, reading between the lines on. Well, the I, I heard somebody address that other up. countries that are warm right now are still affected by it. So it's not necessarily the temperature or the climate that determines. I mean, you, normally you would think viruses can't last that long, but apparently, from what I'm seeing, um, countries that are already warm do have cases. So I've got a lot of people coming on here saying that they're sure that they had it too. Uh, Ron Tursak, Christine Kepi Lynch. Yeah. Co-workers whom are women talking about getting guns. Human human instincts should not be overlooked. Speaks volumes. Whether this is a test run for something bigger or not. That's, that's, at at uh, this point, I would not ben even... Ass- yeah, I wouldn't hammer, Ben Uecker. I mean, because again, man, and I hate to sound like... A, you. I mean, it's such a great point, Pat, when you made it. Look at how people are fucking behaving and their bellies are full. Their phones are still on. They still got their Xbox and their t- TV on. I mean, it's all... You know, taking care of them necessities, but wait until those are gone. Well, that's the thing is, you know, um, those those kids out there in New York stomped almost stomped the life out of that poor girl and stole her shoes off her feet. And yeah, those kids all those kids all did that on full bellies. Wait till wait till they're they haven't had food for three days, brother. This is uh, this gets uh, nobody's everybody's out of work. Yeah, it's going to create a, a. most people are living paycheck to paycheck, man. You and I are not wealthy people. No. Um, contrary to what people think, <laughs> I am not wealthy. Um, you know, I, I'm just a, a middle-class guy, man. And again, and what does it fucking living- matter if they give you one, two, three thousand dollars $3,000 if those dollars ain't worth shit? That's that bread and circus, man. All of this is a slow-to-slow slow appeasement until they drop the fucking hammer, man. Really? Now all of a sudden you're giving literally every fucking person in the United States a thousand dollars or every adult over eighteen? Wow. Uh uh, well, I've got three children and a wife. I've got more dependents than you, so I'm probably gonna end up getting forty five hundred bucks. Well, and I know that's they can't do it. They can't do it. It's just they, they can't do it. That the we're gonna be carrying wheelbarrows of cash around to pay for loaves of bread. Uh, you know, this is the Zimbabwe. Yes. Uh, where where money was they were printing million dollar bills <laughs> that's not funny i mean it, it is i mean this is all, and i'm not an economist anybody who's smarter is is this not hyperinflation 101 flood the fucking market with cash it, while yeah. ev- while everyone's out of work at the same time wow how's right. that work yeah so uh economic it doesn't work no it doesn't and we're about to see it we don't even i mean we know a lot of us know but I mean, again, can't quite fathom the depths. I mean, we see how. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in the end, in the end, um, just know for all you people out there listening, get your ass to the grocery store while you still can. Get what you can. Um, load up 
Uh, be safe. Um, if you've got uh, the ability to uh, purchase a gun and some ammo, make sure you do it. And, you know, I and saw, you, I think you showed me or somebody showed me the produce aisle was empty, ladies and gentlemen. We all know a diet full of raw fr- raw diet of fruits and vegetables is really how you live optimum, at an optimum level, dude. And if you can't find them on the shelves, and oftentimes if they're there, they're GMO, straight up. Chemical-free body, green 85. Yep. I just grabbed three bottles yesterday. That stuff is so beyond jam-packed full of nutrients, micronutrients, and vitamins. Just throw it in your water, and you literally have your full dose of vitamins and vegetables for the day just drink it in the morning like i do and you're done jacks up your immune system your energy you'll shit better you'll sleep better ridiculous dude so again go to the conspiracyfarm.com click the chemical free body logo and get all (laughs) um we got immune boosting stuff cbd oil um gut cleanse again i had no idea more serotonin was produced in your gut than your brain i mean we all need to be on point right now dude so health is wealth get that good shit chemicalfreebody.com uh front slash farmer and obviously, we'll support the farm, support the show, because Pat and I are, as they say, self-quarantining and working from home. And we appreciate you guys. This is very interesting. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin T. brings this up. Um, very observant, actually. Get your status right, boys, and make sure you sign the proper way for any government checks, because they could consider your signature on those checks to be a settlement of the debt you are owed for backing the debt of the federal government. Well, I think we do that when we are born. We had that conversation with Todd McGreevy. Yeah, we have social security numbers. We're already we're already on. Yeah, the we're already right? locked in. That's Somebody a great episode. Michael Robertson, my fiance and kids had it around December, early January. Hard to clear out the chest, congestion for two weeks. Yep, that was probably it. <clears throat> Vitamin A Rain and C help keep falling, and that's something I stopped in a small. I was coming back from North Dakota. Stopped in a small town, in uh, just north of the Iowa border. And basically, the town was a couple houses. You could see the farms off in the distance. Massive grain silos uh, where farmers come and, and drop off their grain, um, get get their trucks weighed and everything. And uh, the gas station, you know, didn't even have a receptacle for the credit card. You know, you had to go in and pay cash, cash only at this gas station. And went in, and it, it was basically a, a, I mean, it looked like a tractor supply shop in this gas station. And, I talked to the guy inside and I said, "Hey, man, how are the farmers doing around here? Um, you know, I know no grain grain prices. I was, you know, listening to, uh, you know, reports on farm prices and everything. And grains dropping hard. Um, pork. He just looked at me and he goes, this, this is going to be a rough year, man. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a bad, it's going to be a bad so situation.' Put it lightly. Farmers, so. Well, in a lot of these, well, here's uh... the thing." This, this, every time this happens, and remember why my brain opened up when I was six years old, standing in line in the uh, in line at the farmers farmers uh, national bank in Albia, Iowa, um, that uh, the farm crash was happening and everybody was rushing getting their cash out. That was the start of of corporations buying up land and corporate farming starting. Farmers are going to start getting foreclosed on. Corporations are going to continue to buy up those farms. And remember what we talked about in Agenda 21. Um, it's all about getting people into the urban areas and out of the rural areas and food production being controlled by corporations, government. Um, that's all part of Agenda 21. So people have to be paying attention to this stuff. And I tell you what, man, um, if somebody was smart, 
they would get together with a lot of uh, average Joes who had a little bit of extra money, and everybody throw their money into uh, into the farming and keep it keep it with the little people um, instead of instead of these. Well, that I mean, bro, I think I mean it's going to tease out, but I think that's where things are going to go. We've already seen it, you know, with our local farmers markets, etc. But something you brought up, I mean, I know you were talking about the spot you went to was cash only. A lot of these uh, restaurants that are allowed to stay open, some of them anyway are just doing to-goes and takeout, but they're not accepting cash. It's all just straight digital. So this is another aspect of what people are saying, getting rid of cash, bringing in digital currency. Right, right. You're right, You're right. Mike, uh, Michael Meggers. Uh, uh, China is buying buying up some stuff, and I think that... Uh, they have been, yeah. I know, I, I know <laughs> that they're... Um, I know that they were forced to sell back one of the one of the uh, West Coast ports to the United States. The Long United Island States. one. They did, but they still run the Panama uh, Canal. Right. So the, the Chinese are, the Chinese are taking control of a lot of ports around the world for uh, debt that is owed to them by countries. So did you know they, that, they, that, the, that the Chinese run the Panama Canal? Yeah, well, they do. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, most people, our dumbasses, to... uh, which administration gave that up? Um, was that, that was, that was Clinton, I believe. Yeah. Was that, Imagine that, Henry Wu. Somebody, somebody, Claire, somebody, help us out with that one. How do you been by? Yeah, I mean, so it's... and hunting, hunting permission gets tougher. That's worse on me than fasting. John Groves. Yeah, I know you love to hunt, buddy. Hey, listen, man, I've got a flock of freaking geese that hang out across the road from my house out here in the country. Those some bitches are going to get hit with a bow. <laughs> Dude, I make. <laughs> I'll, a... st- I'll keep it nice and quiet. I'll get I'll get some geese with the bow. I don't care, dude. You got deer out do. there too, man. When it, when the shit hits the fan, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're out here too, Pat." <laughs> it's gonna be like everybody. But no part part of these provisions with national states of emergency, agenda twenty, agenda twenty one, et cetera, et cetera, like the seizure of public lands and private lands for you know whatever their need. I mean, it just so much shit becomes possible when it's not normally possible as far as suspension of normal rights when these declarations have been when these things have been declared, which they already have. So we're already in the mix of it, but we just haven't read the fine print. I'm going to come in, um, save us all by taking all of our rights and make us all safe, and everybody's going to accept it, aren't they? Yeah. That's how. That's what. That's how you know trauma-based that's conditioning. Works. That's how trauma-based conditioning works. And then we become Stockholm syndrome kids, and then we're just like we. Then we love our the people who are doing it to us. Like hence when we line up for these vaccines, we not all of us, but they're fucking us. You know, they're gonna kill us and all that other whatever. How you want to look at it, collapse the economy. But as they provide the solution to the problem that they started, we're gonna line up and thank them for it. Jesse Wilbur, what's up, dude? Yeah, you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, are already offering to get me new glasses. That's very good of you guys. You know, look, I will. Uh, I, I wore a pair of reading glasses for so long. They were so destroyed. I had to keep popping the lenses back in them. They were so wrecked that uh, my producer uh, went and bought me like a value pack of like eight pairs of reading glasses one time a, a couple of years ago. They lasted me for quite a while. There was eight of them. So uh, but it was very kind of him. He just got sick of looking at me with my crooked glasses. So uh, that's, hey, man, I can sneak up on people this way. Look at this. Do I look threatening right now? I got a delay on my, oh, no, hold on. Let me go to my Skype. I don't, I don't, I don't look real threatening like this. See, so. You don't look threatening uh, anyway, Pat. 
I can I can sneak up on people that way if if, if there's an issue. Hey, do you think issue. have you heard the uh, the prognostication that we're going to see? I, I forget what they call them, Corona, whatever, a baby boom essentially here in nine months. Well, if my wife was here, I mean, I'd know something about that. <laughs> she's uh, she's 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 supposed to be returning soon with the kids. So. Yeah, yeah, not just that's, you that's necessarily, good... but do you think that could that could uh, that could be real? We're gonna see, you know, because I think they're gonna force one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. It just there was a boom from the nine eleven thing, or or weirdly weirdly inversely, because we all seem, you know, present company included, we all seem to like hate so many of our mates. A lot of homicides could be taking places here, place, you know. We. I'm just saying, generally speaking, there tends to be a lot of, you know, there's adversarial relationships within a lot of, and familiarity breeds contempt. What are they called? What are they calling this when we stay in the house all the time, uh, stir crazy or whatever the fuck? Either that could go really good or really bad for a lot, in a lot of people. Some some guys and some girls are like, that's the whole thing. Yes, I get to go to work and be away from this motherfucker. Now they have to. Now they have to be there. Well, that's the thing. I'm on the road. You know, I'm on the road a lot for broadcasts and stuff, but that's not happening because. So many shows have been canceled. Thank you, Elizabeth. Nice Princess Cup. Yes, that's well. That's a little <laughs> cartoon witch there. I've got a six-year-old daughter, so that's uh, yeah. She's got her her cups, but uh, no. The uh, I'm usually on the road, so I'm going to be around a lot. So I've you know my my uh, 15-year-old who's a swimmer, my 17-year-old who's got a scholarship to go to college for rowing and, and academics. Woot woot. Um, you know the, the Ys are closed. Um, the gyms are closed. They, yeah. they can't even work out. I don't have a I don't have a rower here. I don't have a, a big enough swimming pool for my 15 year old to do laps in. Um, so Everyone's we're gonna, work gonna a have a lot to... of kickboxing. We're gonna keep in shape. I'm gonna I'm gonna train my daughters up to kick the shit out of people. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna be machines by the time this quarantine is up. Cabin my fever, loose, man. They're my bodyguards here pretty quick. Everyone's gonna have to go Rocky Four on this shit, dude. Seriously, break it down to the brass tacks. Well, it'll, it'll and I've got a friend in North Dakota who is uh, doing a, a program. Um, it, it's actually brilliant. She's doing a lot of, lot of uh, in-home training um, stuff, online training. Um, a lot of her clients have you know home gyms and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of online stuff. She's doing stuff uh, even for um, children. I think I know who you're talking about. I saw some of her posts the other day. I don't. I guess I don't want to say her name if you don't want to. But now that's a great idea. People are starting to get very resourceful. Uh, what do they say? Necessity is the the father or the mother of invention, and that's going to be tested for a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, and North Dakota is going to lead the way with with uh, with her ideas in terms of um, look, man. There's a lot of kids that are not doing PE class. They're not doing sports. They're not doing a lot of stuff. Um, and you know, there's not a lot of people out there. I guess. You know, I coached for a lot of years, so I know how to coach. I know how to get people in shape. I know how to keep people in shape. So that's what I'm going to do with my kids, man. I'm going to I'm going to have a blast with them. I'm going to teach my six year old how to how to how to do all this. We're going to do uh, functional fitness workouts. We're going to do a lot of stuff and and uh, have a blast. And and everybody should be out there looking up video YouTube videos on workouts, doing all kinds of stuff like that with their kids um, to pass the time. Yeah. Right. Something outdoors, man. I mean, that's, yeah, we can't just, and that's another thing people were saying, the more, the reason we are more resilient because we're out outdoors, we're, you know, being exposed to this and this and this, but the more we're inside, the more, and the more we're using this hand sanitizer, the more frail we're going to get. So when we do step out and get exposed, it's like done. Cancel Christmas. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. Would people would people sign up if I were to uh, do an online training course while I train my kids? You can be training your kids if you go get uh, awesome. focus mitts and, and gloves uh, to train your kids. I can teach you how to coach, That'd be teach awesome. you how to hold pads for your kids, teach them how to punch and kick, teach them how to throw elbows, how to throw knees, how to do a bunch of bunch of good stuff. Um, you know, we can do some. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I don't know if people would be interested in that. That would be cool, dude. That'd be really cool. Do uh, do some online stuff. So And if anybody wants pictures of my feet, I'll set up a little cash app and uh, we can make some money around here. Make some money, yeah. That's well, a thing, dude. That's a really a thing. To, uh, donate to the farm by going to uh, our sponsors. Look, our sponsors have great products. C4 Concealed Carry Clothing. I'm wearing one right now. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> Mike Kendall, I'm telling Mike Kendall, dude, if they go to Cameo, people go to Cameo.com, like who have a voice, and people are paying some pretty nice bread for people to get uh, customized voice messages. And, um, you know, like I think I saw Vince Neal. I mean, there's a lot of people on there, dude, comics, uh, musicians. Just it's really cool to see how people are getting very resourceful in ways to make money, uh, which is interesting because, you know, part of this conversation is the money po- might not possibly be worth shit here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, yeah so. There's uh, this uh, this old Ruger nine millimeter was a gift to me from a good friend who might actually be watching. I saw that he was on, um, but uh, hollow points. But uh, the C four clothing, this is uh, neoprene, really really comfortable, and, uh, and there you go. And you just uh, walk around with a. Walk around with a sidearm and you're you're good to go, man. I like that one too. Quick, easy access, and uh, you know that's that's the way it goes. The so, designs are yeah. amazing. I mean, you got vests like that where you can hold extra clips. Your phone. You got shorts. You got right. women women's bras, no, which women, really cool. It, it, yeah, the the women's clothing that C four clothing is really cool because you know they can wear uh, skirts and dresses and stuff, and and you have no idea that they're carrying. They could have you know four magazines, two guns, a knife, a cell phone, and you don't even know they have it on them. Um, the neoprene like Spanx type shorts and stuff, and uh, and yeah, they're they're packing some serious serious uh, weaponry. The C four dot com, ladies and gentlemen, one of our awesome sponsors. Actually, in the next couple of days, we have a new sponsor. We've had a few lined up, and we're locking them all in winter time. But we will have in the next day or two uh, announcement of another sponsor. I'm so stoked for it, bro! So stoked. You don't even know, but well, yeah, that's the one that's going to cause the baby boom. No, 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 not that one. Well, it might because it'll make me look so fucking pretty. But um, yeah, that one, that one too will will do a little something, something as well. But yeah, I mean, check out. I mean, you want your freezer stocked well with the good shit, man. You know, the butcherbox.com front slash farmer. A lot of people are. I mean, this has been blowing up as well. You know, just organic chicken, organic uh, salmon, grass fed beef, heritage pork. It is no joke whatsoever. And of course, like we said, prepare with the farm.com. It's better to need it and not have it. And at this point, it's becoming pretty clear that we're going to need it. Uh, so not that the stores will be closed, but you just never know. Some people take that hunkering down stuff very seriously when they say right. don't leave. Can 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 can, uh, can anybody out there um, still call preppers idiots? Right I know, now? right? Well, and like and you, you brought a bro- out there. No, I'm sorry. Uh, who, who makes the concealed shirt? Do you know that? Is C4 Concealed Clothing. Jeff, give them the website again. Uh, TheC4.com, a very good friend of mine. Uh, Pamela Johnson is the proprietor, female-owned. Um, she's an absolute beast, and the, the designs are really sweet as well. Not only does That's it very, look... Very, very comfortable. I've got a couple of different 
uh, designs of this. I've got uh, another one with a lot more pockets for for mags and and stuff. So yeah, they're it's really great products. The, the um, variety that you find on there, it's not just what Pat just showed you. There's shirts that you can bust open. They're not buttons, but they're magnets. Yeah, really. And yeah, it's... I've got I've got one of those shirts also with the magnets, so you can just pop it open and 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 get to business if you have to defend yourself. So um, really, really good stuff. But yeah, buddy. Um, you know, there, there was something else I was going to bring up there that that I forgot. I got sidetracked for a second. Um, thank you, thank you. We know we can't use your real name. I use Patriot Supply for food prepping. I won't use your real name. Um, and uh, the price range. Look, just go to the website, you guys. C four thus the C four. The C4.com, the prices differ for whatever product you're getting. Like I said, yeah. the shorts, man, yeah. the shorts you can wear into your athletic shorts. And like Pat was saying, there's not, there's no printing at all. I mean, you don't, you don't, you won't even know whether it's the shorts, the shirts, the vest, the undergarments, like Pat said, you can wear, uh, women can wear and the, even the bras, how they, how she stylized some of the bras. It's dope, dude. Her, she, she's, she's always been super talented. I've known her forever and uh, she, her design ability's always really been on point and she's married that with a very functional line, which is the C4.com. Right, right. So now let's talk uh, um, our, our, our American journalists being kicked out of China a little bit. So China booted them out. China said that uh, our military was responsible for, for this uh, Wuhan virus. Um, S3K9, yes. <laughs> anyway, but... Um, you know, Trump. Trump said when he was asked about that today, he goes, he goes, I don't like any of those people. He goes, but what the, what China's doing is wrong. You know, what China's doing is wrong. Fucking crazy, um, dude. <laughs> and he's, dude, he's he's straight up gangster. Um, you know, he's like, yeah, those people are assholes, but you know, China shouldn't be kicking them out. But uh, just very, very to the point. Fuck, man. Um, I told somebody the other day, but when it's all said and done, somebody's going to like compile like a three. It'll be like a ten-hour clip, a video of just his one-liners of just fucking comedy gold. I don't know if you saw the other day where he picked up the piece of paper and held it out to the side and like dropped it. I forget what he, who he was talking. It's just, it's not even about politics. The guy's just—I'm a professional wrestling fan. He's such—he's the best heel ever. Fuck. Yes, he, he really is. He really is. Um, so. I mean, do you honestly think Joe Biden has a chance to beat Trump if an election is held, if martial law isn't implemented and and the election is is just completely done away with? Do you think that Biden actually has a chance? Bo Jiden? No, I I think he's going to go in, he'll pick Hillary and he'll he'll have to step down because he is suffering from dementia. Then What if he picks Michelle Obama? I don't think he will. I was thinking he might even go for Tulsi. Because, like, where the fuck did Tulsi Gabbard go? They just removed her from the The DNC ran her off the stage. I, I, and Democrats but, are idiots for allowing that to happen. See, that's just, it's, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. You might be right. You might be right. You might be right. I, I, Tulsi Gabbard's the only one out of the whole bunch that had any brains, to be honest with it you. Or any real uh, juice, dude. She had juice. And that's why I was, we, I, right. we've talked about for years, like, who's got, who are the Democrats have that has juice? Usually they go for these, especially now after Obama, you got to have that kind of you know, that Quan, like Jerry Maguire, that little bit of star quality and shit. And like, wow, Bernie's a star. Not that, you know, Joe's a star. What? Yeah. Bernie Sanders. I, I've said it before. Bernie Sanders can't even manage his own fucking hair. Let us let a nation, let alone a nation. Um, it's, it's, it's just a, it's like he rubbed a balloon all over it. 
I forget. I think I saw something where I was. He had it cleaned up. He did a little high and tight. I'm like, oh shit! Somebody got to my man's due. Finally, yeah, when Biden's when they, <laughs> I still I can't get over Biden's. You know, I wanted to work on my impression of Biden, but it, just just listening to him talk about the kids at the pool. You know, it's like trying to get the trying to get the black vote. You know, I worked at the pool. I was the only white guy there. You know, and and, <laughs> and, and all the kids. All the kids, you know, I had I had long hair, uh, hair on my legs and oh and, and and uh, hair, hair, hairy legs, and the kids would come up and they they rub the hair down on my legs and then watch it stand back up, and and I know about cockroaches and 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 I know about kids Sweet and, and I, I like kids sitting on my lap. That's like just, that's like listen to the guy and go, this guy is. That's about as bad this, as this uh, no prayer. He'll, he's uh, going to forget where he's at during debates. Fuck yeah, dude, he's yeah. He's got full-on Wilford Brimley onset dementia going on. Hey, you remember when Hillary Clinton went on uh, one of, or no, what was it? Uh, not one of the park, one of the Breakfast Club. You know, it's a black radio station, an urban radio station in New York. And the bitch oh, she came, pulled Tabasco out of her purse. They're like, "What is something that you always have in your purse?" And she literally, fucking handed God with a straight face, pulled out a bottle of hot sauce. Man, what what did what? What did every black person across the country do at that point? Well, I mean, uh, uh, Charlemagne the God, one of the hosts, was like, oh, see, now, Hillary, they're going to accuse you of pandering to black people. And she literally, again, with a straight face, said, is it working? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, John Groves, Obama endorsed Bernie. What's that say about creepy Joe? Yeah, no he shit. can't even get an endorsement from his own press. That's, I mean, that's how weird this all is, dude. Wow. It's never worked that way. The, the president, oh, the a former president, always endorses, or if the if vice president runs like that. Like, when has that never happened? I don't know. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Yeah. We yeah. are in unprecedented territory, bro. You are. I mean, this is. I'm glad, and I'm, we obviously going to keep having these conversations because I have to find ways to bring a levity to my day. You know, some new Netflix specials, some comedy specials. Burt Kreischer just came out. Can't wait for my boy Tom Segura's shit that comes out next week. Because I got a bit of a laugh, dude, because it's, it's so dire. What's about to go down, what's going down and what's about to go down. Um, well, I mean, you've got time to be working on your stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> who says right? I haven't been already, Joe? Come on now. Talking about my girl, my new girlfriend, who she texted me. Who she told me? I asked her, "Hey, what are you doing?" Connection lost again. Oh shit! Yeah, Jeff. Jeff is. Uh, I was supposed to be opening on May first for Tammy Pescatelli, actually, here in town. But that that event has, of course, been no way probably pushed pushed back. So uh, Tammy Pescatelli, yeah, I was supposed to be opening for her, and then uh, there's a there's a gentleman that lives here in town who I've seen him before on on comedy specials and stuff. He's actually very funny. And I've talked to him a couple times, and, and he lives here now. He's from New Jersey. Um, uh, big, big, tall, big, tall Jewish guy. He's funnier than shit. And uh, he's, a, he's a stand-up comic. He's been in the business for a long time, but he lives in Bettendorf now. And uh, so I, I talked to him, and he said he's going to sit down with me and, uh, and teach me a little bit. That'd be great. Comedy. Well, even so when I, we... I would, when love we... To, I would love to, you know, because in my mind, that is the hardest... Oh god, that's the hardest gig there is in terms of any kind of speaking engagement, man. Making people you laugh? Just, Are you kidding me? The, oh my god, you know it's what? it's one thing to just sit here and bullshit and make people laugh. It's yeah. another thing to get up in front of the crowd and have the timing and the talent yes. to make people that's laugh. A whole that is, other that is race, very, very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. So, um, but he is a he is one funny dude, and uh, just holding conversations with him, you can tell 
everywhere he goes, it doesn't matter. Um, he's practicing his his stand up comedy on everybody he's around constantly. Like when he's at the store, uh, the clerks are laughing, everybody's laughing. <laughs> shit. So he's, right. He's constantly practicing. You know, yeah, always you know, working on material. Tell. Always. That'd be good stuff, and it'll help when we do finally get on the road. That'll help, you know, writing, you know, get us. Greg Watson from Australia. Thank you, buddy. Hey, mate. Sorry to cut you off there, Jeff. No, it's all right. Said, hey, legends, keep it real. Love you. We're from Australia. Hey, Craig, we man. Thank you for even watching from the other side of the planet. Listen, Craig, we we do big numbers in Australia, and we're taking this bad boy on the road eventually. If you, I don't know who you are necessarily, but if you could help facilitate us finding a decent location for us to do the Conspiracy Farm Live in Conspiracy Farm Live in Australia, that would be amazing because we do great numbers in Australia. I don't know if they'll let us in. They still have the queen on their money over there, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, believe me, other stand-up comics who say much worse than us have been over there. So we'll see how it works out. I just, just throwing it out there because, again, we have a, we have a nice-sized audience in Australia. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. That doesn't exist, actually. Doesn't over it? There. No. I don't know. That was a horrible And the, the and Onion and all the other shit they invented at uh, Outback Steakhouse. None of that exists. <laughs> the Bloomin' Onion. Michael Chavello laughed at me when I started asking him. He's like, no, that doesn't, we don't say <laughs> Oh, my that. God, that's right. He lives in, does he live in Australia or New Zealand? Uh, Australia. Oh, okay. I believe Melbourne. I believe Melbourne. 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 Yeah. Melbourne. Yes. One of the most talented men I've ever worked with, I can tell you. Man. Uh, very, very talented guy, man. He, uh, He's got a new he book. He does not screw up. He a, does not screw up. I, a, I don't think I've ever seen him screw up an open of a show in my life. Lit, wow. And I worked with him for seven or eight years. Um, and uh, just just exceptionally talented, brilliant guy. His IQ is off the chart. First of all, he has a new book called Good Night Irene, Michael Chavello. It is out now. Go check it out. Yep. And if you want to piss yourself laughing, ladies and gentlemen, listen to Michael Chavello and Pat Militich call a fight. I forget what the other guy's name was, but the other, the one guy's name's last name was Myanus. Holy crap. Myanus is taking a pounding. I mean, geez, how, I don't, did you keep it together? How'd you do that? Like, did you just zone out? Um, I got to plug my phone in here and I got to balance it on the charging cord here somehow. So hold on one moment. Um, I can tell you, that um, after the weigh-ins, and we, we talk to, the, to, the, to each athlete that's fighting on TV, right? We interview them, we talk about what's going on in their life. And after those interviews, and we got done with production meetings and everything, Michael and I are walking back to go get dinner. And uh, Michael, you know, in his Australian accent, you know, holds the piece of paper and he points at the guy's name and he goes, you know, how, how do I pronounce this? And I said, Mayanus. And, and I said, you better hope he doesn't start bleeding in the fight. <laughs> and uh, all of it came true. He started bleeding. So Myanus was bleeding all over his opponent. Oh! <laughs> Myanus. Uh, I mean, he, he went as far as he said, uh, <clears throat> you know, things like, Pat, the, the, the doctor has stepped into the cage to have a look at Myanus. <laughs> so he knew what he was doing. After, I mean, obviously, oh, most. Yeah. Okay, and okay. He, well, the CEO of Access TV Fights, whom we were working for at the time, Mark Cuban's network, um, the CEO of Access TV Fights, who usually had a, a set of cans on listening to the show, he, he had to take his off, and he literally could hardly walk. He was laughing so hard, and he had to leave. The entire production truck was in tears laughing, I guess. And uh, Michael and I had our backs to each other, 
while we were calling the fight, we couldn't sit next to each other because we were going to laugh so hard. And my finger kept, I kept my finger on the, the, the cough button on my, on my box for probably two thirds of that fight. And I just let him go. I just, I said a few things, but I just, I couldn't talk. I, I was laughing, um, almost son of a bitch, almost the entire time. So I can only imagine. Jesus Lord. <laughs> I mean, the video, ladies, seriously. Uh, Access TV, Pat Militich, Michael Chavello, and just punch. It's, it's spelled like M A I N U S, if I remember correctly. And yeah, you'll find M-A-I-N-U-S. it. M A I N U S. Yeah, you'll find it immediately. It's just comedy gold. Jeez. I, uh, had I known that it was going to get blown up like that, you know, I mean, it had like 2 million views overnight. So. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was, it was a good one. And, and remember when I told you that they were trying to put together a fight. Between Danny Mayanis, that's and, it, Danny Mayanis, Fakad Sharapov. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts. It was nuts. So anyway, um, what else? What else you got in your notes there that we need to discuss, Bud? I actually didn't, wasn't able to get to my notes because you, being the Gestapo co-host you are, I'm sitting here trying to eat, and he's like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." So I didn't really have any notes, but I mean, it's the, the information's all there. I mean, we're, you know, we, funny you say that funny. You called me Gestapo um, <laughs> when I was on a movie set down in Mexico on that Paul Walker film. Um, I got along with the assistant producer, Tony Adler, very well, a uh, little Jewish guy. And uh, he, he told me to do something one time. And I said, uh, Yavol er, er Commandant, just joking around from uh, from um, uh, Hogan's Heroes. Right. And I said, uh, y'all all there, Commandant. And he looked at me and he goes, knock that shit off right now. <laughs> Whoa. He wasn't having that. No, he, he, he was joking for the most part, but it was like, hey, dude, <laughs> save that shit. Not cool. Yeah, but but it was, they told us um, when we, uh, John John Hersfeld, who's a movie director, was brought on last minute to to direct that film, they they fired the other director. They brought him in. He wanted fight scenes, and he called me up out of the blue and he said, "Pat, can you create fight scenes? Um, if I bring you down here and you bring down some talented guys, can we do fight scenes in this movie? Because there there are no fight scenes in this movie. It's boring. We need fight scenes in it." <clears throat> and I said, "Sure." So, uh, Rory Markham, who was just in Bad Boys, whatever it was, yeah, the recent one. What a uh, stud, dude! I had no idea he. I mean, he's obviously he's talented. A great actor. He was doing stunt Rory, work, Rory but he has a lot of oh, talent. Man. He's a very, he was a, he was an amazing fighter, but he's but he's an uh, even better actor. He's he's really got a lot of talent. I really love the guy. Yeah, great but, guy. Uh, shout outs to uh, Rory. Rob, what's up, Rob, Rory? What's that? I said, just shout outs to Rory. What's up, Rory? Yeah, Rob Lawler, uh, Tim Sylvia, Gan McGee, Chuck Liddell. Um, gosh, who else was in that uh, film? But but uh, the the one of the greatest things, and I tell this story now and then, I don't know if you've even heard it about the, about uh, Rob Lawler was going to kill Tony Adler. Oh yeah. He told me about that. Where's my money? So um, none of us had, had been being paid on the set. It was five weeks into filming and and they had promised every week to be electronically transferring funds into our bank accounts back home. And every time I talked to my wife, she was like, there's no money in this account. And I'd go down to the accounting office, which was 10 miles down the road. And I'd say, hey, man, to the accountant, I go, my wife's saying, you guys aren't sending money. You need to start sending money. Um, and uh, so five weeks into this thing, and Lawler's hearing me talk about this going, and he got down there a little later than I did. Well, anyway, um, nobody was being paid. The, the cameramen, uh, all kinds of people weren't being paid. And except, you know, of course, the the main actors, the Carradine brothers. Uh, 
uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne um, and uh, some other some other big name actors that were in the film. But so anyway, I'm on top of this. I'm going through the choreography of the fight scene with the director John Hirschfeld, and we're on top of these massive boulders. We're like 30 feet in the air in the in the uh, Mexican desert. And uh, Mike Gunther, the the stunt coordinator, comes running up and he goes, "Pat, he goes, uh, come down here." And I said, "Mike, I'm talking to." Uh, John right now we're, we're going over the fight scene and he goes no you, you need to come down here and I go no I'm talking to John he goes Rob Lawler is going to kill Tony Adler you need to get your ass down here and I said oh shit so I got down there and Rob's standing in front of Tony Adler and Rob's going uh, Tony's going uh, hey Rob um, um, would it would it would it make you happy if if I got you a, a SAG card which everybody wants a SAG card in acting right you got to get a SAG card and Rob doesn't give two shits about that. And Rob says, listen, um, nobody's getting paid. You guys aren't paying anybody. I'm not going to go because Rob had already been killed in the fight scene. And he goes, I'm not going to go lay in the desert and uh, all day long while you guys film this shit. He goes, put somebody else in my clothes and, and have them lay in the desert. You're not paying any money. Uh, nobody's getting paid. I'm not doing it. And Tony goes, Rob, and he gets on the, on the, on the walkie-talkie and he goes, hey, get Rob Lawler's side paperwork up here immediately. And Tony Adler looks at Rob Lawler like that's going to appease him and make him happy. And he goes, does that sound okay, Rob? Is that, does that make you happy? And Rob goes, maybe you didn't fucking hear me the first time. <laughs> and so Tony Adler, this poor little guy, is sweating his ass off, terrified. Jeez. And I don't want Rob to get in trouble. I don't want Rob to hurt the little guy. I don't want Tony to get hurt because I, I actually like the guy. And I said, Rob, just, just go for a walk. Let me talk to Tony. So I talked to Tony and I go, Tony, as you can see, Rob's got a lot less patience than I do, but we got a serious situation here and nobody's getting paid, including myself and people are getting pretty fed up about it. I don't know what's going on, but you guys better figure this shit out. So Tony goes, okay. So I go over and I walk over to the Chevy Suburban that Paul Walker's sitting in the front passenger seat. Um, A guy that has won the Baja 1000 several times is the driver of that truck. He's buddies with Paul Walker. And then, um, Rob's sitting right behind Paul in the Suburban, and all the windows are down in the truck. And Rob goes, Rob is just basically saying, you know, all you Hollywood freaks live in a make-believe world. He goes, we are just average Joes uh, trying to make a living, and nobody's getting paid. The cameramen aren't getting paid. Nobody, Nobody's getting paid. And Paul Walker goes, whoa, what? And he goes, nobody's getting paid? And Rob goes, no, nobody's, nobody's, getting, no, nobody's getting paid at all. And so Paul Walker... Um, How long had it been? How long had it been since you guys started till nobody got any money? Five weeks. Oh, shit. So, um, and we were missing Matt Hughes' fight. We were missing Matt Hughes' fight. Um, Matt Hughes was fighting Joe Riggs that, that, uh, during that trip. So anyway, um, which is another great story, by the way. Um, the, uh, so anyway, Paul Walker walks up to Tony Adler, calls Tony Adler over and Tony Adler comes over and he said, if, if these people do not have money transferred into their accounts by lunchtime, we're packing up all the semis and this movie is done. Damn. And so Paul put his foot down for everybody on that set. And so anyway, the accountant um, started transferring money into people's accounts. Well, they owed me, I think, $38,000 at the time. So um, my wife calls later that day and she goes, uh, Pat, um, I think they made a mistake. And I said, why is that? Because they didn't deposit $38,000 in your account. They had deposited 
$380,000 in our account. And I went, what? Hmm. She said, yeah, $380,000. So the accountant came back to the set. Now he's chasing me around. I've been chasing him around for five weeks. Now he's chasing me around and he says, he says to me, he goes, uh, Pat, I made a mistake. Um, you have $380,000 in your account. I need that money back like immediately. And I go, no problem. I'll take care of you. No problem. I'll call my wife right away after I get done filming today and I'll make sure she wires that directly back to you. And uh, we were like on the last three days of filming for that film, for that part of the film. And so every day he'd come back and I just told my wife, I go, don't wire them shit. Don't want make them sweat. We're, I'm going to make this guy sweat because he made me sweat for a month. Right. So, so anyway, he came back every day, every day, every day. And then they had the rap party for the, for the, uh, movie, the rap, whatever they call it, you know, for the, for the end of filming down there in Mexico. And he was at the party and he's like, Pat, you got, you got to help me out, dude. I'm going to lose my job. And I go, yeah, man, I, I'm surprised my wife hasn't sent it to you. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, I, I talked to him at the end of the night and I said, I tell you what, there's still some cameramen and a few other people who have not been paid. I said, I've got all their numbers and they've got my number. And as soon as all of them get paid, I will make sure to wire that money back to you. So I got home and it was about five or six days later, everybody had confirmed that they had all been paid and then we wired the money back. So, um, that was, that was a, a fun, a fun little <clears throat> story from that, from that movie. It was, it was, uh, it's a good one. It's well, good I mean, one. that is, that's like Hollywood. It was, it was nice to make him sweat a little bit back. Well, I mean that, unfortunately that, I mean, we're completely digressing, but that's Hollywood one-on-one. I fortunately, or unfortunately, I do have a SAG card. I am an actor. I'm a voiceover actor. The first movie set I was ever on was the same scenario, dude. Cats were getting paid. The food was just garbage. And then I don't know if that's what this was to happening, but the producer's job is to spend as least as possible. You know, depending on what kind of set, oh, yeah. if you got shit tons of money, you can do it. But when you're on when smaller budgets, spend as least as possible because once it's over, you get to pocket that shit, or you know, it becomes, you know, look how great you can make a movie on such small budget. But yeah, it sucks, dude. God rest Paul Walker, dude. Good, good for him for standing up for you guys too. He was a, he was a stand up guy, man. And and when he passed away, I was like, you know what? He really was a, a a decent human being. He was a good human being. I went surfing with he and uh, Oakley Lemon, who was his. Uh, stunt double mm. and uh, a hell of a stunt man incredible uh, car uh, race car driver and motocross guy man and and a hell of a surfer i went surfing with them uh, off the coast of uh, baja mexico and i i am not a good surfer and i'm certainly not a good surfer in 58 degree water which it was and i caught a wave finally uh, those guys were surfing i mean they were catching waves constantly um but i was battling with with a board that was too small. I was sinking an eight and a half foot board. So I was having some trouble. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I caught a wave and I couldn't steer. I, I couldn't steer at the time. I didn't know how I, I didn't have the balance to steer. I could stay on the board, but I couldn't steer. And it took me into these massive jagged rocks, this wave. And I was just by luck somehow, as I disappeared into these rocks, came down in an opening and, uh, and didn't get hurt and was able to paddle mm. back out of there. But Oakley lemon and Paul Walker came over um, they rode a wave over as far as they could and then they paddled over real fast and they got to me and they go, holy shit, dude, we thought you died for sure. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, you nuts. fall into some of that coral, dude, that shit will cut you up. Well, this was big, big, giant, black, jagged boulders sticking up out of the water and stuff. And I, uh, I, I oh, somehow shit. missed them all. 
I must have all. So Croatian yeah. sensational luck you have, my friend. Yeah, exactly. So, um, hey, man. So we should wrap it up, I guess. Thank, thanks to everybody for uh, joining us tonight on Facebook and on our our lovely podcast. We'll release that. Uh, we'll do that tonight. And just please, ladies and gentlemen, as we hunker down, believe me, as we're all kind of cortisol is being released and all of our body's stress is at an absolute height so when we come on every time it's not always going to be your normal episode of fire and brimstone we got to dabble a little bit of humor in there have some levity to this because uh otherwise we're all going to go freaking nuts and i don't want to do that um again like stay i said shape, stay, stay safe stay in shape be yeah. hard to kill there right? we go for real and uh and uh maybe look for online how to fight classes that i might start dude that's a, such a great idea I think it'd be a lot of fun. Teach your kids how to fight. Learn how to fight yourself. Absolutely. Um, just get get a get a heavy bag. Get a heavy bag stand. Get a pair of boxing gloves. Couple pairs of boxing gloves and uh, some some pads. Go up to the go up to the sporting goods store and and hit me up, man. I might as well be doing private lessons one way or another, right? You know, I see a lot of people getting, you know, just like, I'm going to do something. What are you going to do during this downtime? You know, I, I was actually thinking about, I've been, I, whatever, learning a foreign language. I was going to lock in and maybe doing a foreign language, just something. Something productive, whether well, physical or mental or cerebral. Might as well learn Chinese because we're all going to be working for him pretty soon if this keeps up. Cheche. Right? Yeah. Cheche is thank you. En chinois. En chinois is in Chinese and French. See? I remember stuff from high school French. But, impressive. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you guys, absolutely. Thanks for uh, kicking it with us. Stay tuned. We're probably going to do a show tomorrow um, and the next day. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of shows here to keep everybody up to date with, with stuff that we're hearing, keeping our ears to the ground and, and, and I'll keep talking to keep talking to our friends in the economy world. And and we all know everybody has, you know, going through their stuff. But if you any way, shape or possible, you can support the farm. Check us out at theconspiracyfarm.com. Grab some goods, apparel stuff, but stuff that's really conducive to what's going on right now is Chemical Free Body. Get your Greens 85 and any of the supplements there are definitely going to be helpful for you. Prepare with the farm.com. Uh, click on the uh, My Patriot Supply for your storable food. We just don't know how long right. these things are going to be open. We're seeing unprecedented closing, clothings, it's closings, etc. The C4.com, butcherbox.com, front slash farmer. Just go to the conspiracyfarm.com and you'll find all that shit. We love you guys, man. And we seriously, man, appreciate you guys now more than ever. Um, and it's it's not a matter of like, hey, we were so right. Because it's just, it's not, uh, we got our, we got our, these are the times that try men's souls, man. And what's going to be coming in the next several weeks, in my humble opinion, are going to be the likes of which that we've talked about for a long time. And a lot of people that say we're so crazy or tinfoil hats because oftentimes they can't grasp the depth, not intellectually. It's just, they just don't get how things can get that dark in some of the scenarios we've talked about, whether it's satanic ritual abuse or whatever it is, the government funding ISIS, et cetera. Here is another perfect example. We're seeing the writing on the wall. The, the biggest loss we've ever seen in our, our, the history of our stock exchange has been topped four times in the last few weeks. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if. So please stay safe, man. Keep your kids safe. Look out for your loved ones, especially right. your elder, you know, the elder folks, man, who are more susceptible to this. We will get through this, obviously. You know, this too shall pass. And this is honestly going to be kind of a test of um, our ingenuity, our resourcefulness, our uh, our survivability. Um, right. Love you guys, man. Love you too, champ. And um, Thank you, brother. Love you. Love everybody. Thanks for watching, man. Stay safe. And uh, let's ride this one out. Damn straight. Peace and love, guys. All right, guys.